Welcome to Diving Into Writing with me, Lucinda Pebre and Marielle Smith. Join us as we dive beyond the surface of our writing practice. Hi, Marielle. Hi, Lou. So the topic for today, are you ready for it? I'm ready and willing and able. <laughs> well, maybe not so able. It's not a, it's not, I'm wondering actually, because for me it feels that it's not going to be a hard topic because it's more, the reason that I came up with this topic is because I've seen it in other people. So that's yeah. why I wanted to talk about it. It's not something that I think I've experienced myself, but maybe as we go dig into it, <laughs> we'll find out that that's not the truth for me. Um, so the topic is uh, how to fall back in love with your craft. So it, it, if, you, if you've not experienced it, it might be a difficult topic. Well, a difficult topic to discuss, not a difficult topic to hear about. Yes, yeah. 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 So this is the thing. Like I have experiences that are sort of secondhand, like from my clients. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, I don't know if I've experienced what I do, what I have is as I'm working on a project, I think that's kind of a universal thing. You have these moments when you're like, oh, this is great. And then you have these moments you're like, oh, this is awful. I need to burn everything. And I think that's just sort of the roller coaster of working on a particular project. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have that, but I, I just falling completely out of love or at least partly out of love with the entire craft, the writing. I'm not sure that I've fallen out of love with it. I've had periods where other things have taken over, so I've not necessarily done it. Yeah, so so you have, you've had periods where you weren't able or willing to prioritize it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I've had that. It's not, and it's not taking up space in my brain. Yeah, at those times because there's been too many other things. Would you say that? If you were in love with it enough, either with the craft or with the project that you were working on during those times, that it would have been easier to prioritize? Um, no, because, because there are just things that happen that just take priority. Mm. If I didn't work, then uh, I think that could be the case. Mm. Yeah. I wonder about that sometimes because for me personally, and this is just not, not just writing related, but uh, if I'm really excited about something, it's so much easier to make space for it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are, and I've had this, like, this is something that I've always mentioned sort of you know, in, in like in job interviews, but also even um, at one point I applied for this, program at the university this master's program which was like it was only like a like a limited 
there were limited spots and I really wanted to do it. So you had to go to like an interview process and stuff like that. And you had to have like really high grades and, and they do this sort of standard weakness strength kind of thing question. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even then, like, and then I've, I've said it in job interviews as well, is that a weakness is that I'm, I'm, if I don't care about something, it's going to be really hard for me to finish it and to give it my all. But if something really works for me, if something really excites me, like I'm going to be done way before the deadline. Yeah. Like it's going to be so, so that for me is, is sort of like weakness strength is that if it, if it speaks to me, I will do it. I will make time for it. I'll, I'll let it completely um, absorb me, like, or just, you know, dive into it. Um, but if I don't really care, if I don't understand why I'm doing something, yeah, good luck. You'll have to push me to, I will finish it because I'm also quite disciplined, but you will have to um, bear with me <laughs> as I struggle through actually completing it, I think, yeah, I, I get I get what you're talking about, and I've definitely had times in my my life where I could do that, and certainly I think when I wrote when I wrote the the last trilogy, yes, though I was able to do that but now it's a bit more complicated because I've got other things that I'm passionate about pulling on my time as well so are these all things that you've only developed an interest in after the trilogy well mainly it's dogs <laughs> but you've had dogs when you wrote the first trilogy yeah, but I had old dogs. So you mean they're not the same amount of work? No, when you get young, new, especially rescue dogs. Oh, no, that's not true. Even if you get a puppy, they take so much time. And then they kind of, your lives entwine together. And as time goes on, it becomes easier because... You just know each other so well and things don't take so much time. But when in old dogs, they just sort of sleep. <laughs> just like they're just easy. Yeah. 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 So, so you don't, you, you kind of do very short walks and that's it. Feed them, love them. That's it, really. They're a bit like cats. <laughs> oh, I have to admit that now I have a foster cat in my house. Um, I spend much more time walking around saying no <laughs> or checking on noises. <laughs> uh, yeah, generally he's a very he's very good. Like he, my cats, for example, they need to be played with, otherwise they won't move. So it's like you, you throw a ball, but you have to throw it at them. That sounds mean. 
But this new one, uh, Cass, he is just very. He can. He, he just entertains himself. Like I don't need to dig up the toys and throw them through the house to get anyone to move. He digs up toys, and I'm like, "Where did you find that? I haven't seen that particular toy in like months. Like, where did you find that?" And he'll drag it through the house, and he's running like he'll run past with this giant fish toy in his mouth, right? And he's like five, six months old, so it's just hilarious, right? So he completely he entertains himself. So that's very easy. Yeah, mine don't. Yeah, but you do. I do understand with dogs. You need to walk them. You need to train them. Yeah, and then they they want you to open the door, shut the door, let me out, let me in. I would um, have that if these were outdoor cats, but I don't. So, <laughs> so it'll get easier in another five years. <laughs> it's all. Are we ready to write another a few books then? Oh, I, I am hoping you'll finish a few more before that time arrives. Just maybe not the same pace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am I'm working on it and I am writing. I am writing. Well done. That's yeah. So you're getting back into it. I am. It's not every day. Uh because work because that's the other problem that I have is that work can be quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes ekes over into my time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I, I work four days, so I have Mondays off, but I spend it taking the collie, herding, don't I? <laughs> Not writing, which is what the, the day off was supposed to be for. Plus, you use it to do the audio for the podcast as well. Well, there is that. Publish all that, of course. Yeah. yeah. Is. So this, this is the thing, right? Like, Sometimes people who have no time to write write more words a day than people who have time or have, who have made time to write. Yeah. It's really, I, I find that fascinating how that goes, like the mental processes uh, that go into yeah. that. Like, uh, why am I still not writing? I quit my job. I mean, I know people, like I know people who were successful enough with their writing so they could quit their high-end jobs and then they realized this is not working for me so they went back to their high-end jobs and now they're publishing a ton of books a year again and I'm like it's hilarious yeah that is weird I, I, I mean I do understand it because when I'm on holiday I don't get much done but that's because I've got a holiday mentality you know as in I'm on holiday I don't want to do it don't have to do it sort of thing yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if these are the same kind of people who would struggle working from the from home, like not working from home as in you work for a boss, but due to, you know, since the pandemic, I think more people are working from home. So then you'll have to log in for X amount of time or whatever system your your day job works with, but more if they could be a freelancer. Uh-huh. Because that's my boss. She has to go into the office because she struggles to work from home. Yeah, see, that's people will never get. People never get that I get things done at home. I love working from home. Yeah, same. I mean, (laughs) 
I try, oh yeah, this is a new thing I tried uh, the other the other not last weekend, but the weekend before. I actually printed some chapters from one of my novels that needs another draft, and I took it to a coffee place, and I sat and just sort of scribbled away at it for a little bit. That was way out of my comfort zone. After that. Yeah, it did feel productive, though. As in, it felt good to take it out of the house. I didn't like. I did. I didn't realize that this particular coffee place would show football <laughs> because that's not what I associate with coffee places. So as I sat there, I became busier and busier, and like lots of older people can old not older people as in elderly but like guys like middle-aged guys came in to watch the game and I was like okay so this is the wrong time to sit here to do this because apparently they actually show the game here I think you picked the wrong coffee place you should try it again at a different coffee place yeah I picked this one there's there's another one next to it which is extremely popular and busy so that's why I picked this one. <laughs> maybe at that time, the other one will be more empty because they do not show the game. <laughs> I was just, I was sitting there and I was like, this is how I know. Uh, I mean, there's, there's millions of, of, of things you can pick up on as you live here, but it's like, this is one of the proofs that this country has been colonized by the English. <laughs> It felt so, I was like, I was transported to the UK that I was like, what is this? I did, the difference was I was surrounded by Cypriots, but uh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, for a pub, it's fine, but a coffee place, come on. Anyway, so that was new. I don't know if I'm like, I really enjoy it. It was, I didn't work as fast as I thought I would, but working on it felt insurmountable as I stayed inside so at one point I was like maybe I just need to just get out of the house with it yeah so I'll, I'll see if that uh, this is not the, the 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 work I'm officially working on this is another novel I just felt like looking at it for a little bit um, so maybe that's also why I needed to get it out of the house because in no. the house I'm working on one series yeah yeah different yeah. Different mindset, change, yeah. environment, change your mindset. Yeah. So that was nice. That was nice uh, for me. Yeah. I think for me, I need I need to do lots of reading. Because reading other books, even, even books that aren't very good mm-hmm. or you don't think are very good, motivates me. I think people underestimate how much you can learn from a really crappy book. I know. Yeah, because I'm like, when I read something that isn't working for me, I ask, I I force myself to ask and answer, what do I not like about this and how could it have been improved? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for example, one of my major things, like, is when you read a novel and there's too much information dropped at the beginning 
like, and even tiny things annoy me. Like, for example, when you when you get into a scene, when you get like when a story just starts in the middle of something, right? Yeah. And then the main character is talking to or is, is thinking about or mentions a person, let's say a brother, and they say, Kevin, comma, my brother, comma. And I'm like, if you're really in that person, yeah, that person's just gonna think Kevin. So I'm like, you can let them, you can let the reader find out later that Kevin is the brother. And also don't write that the brother is just going through a divorce. We've been checking in on them for a while because I'm like, if you're really in the scene, in the person's head, in the, in the character's head, that feels so wrong to me. And I'm really, I mean, I'm an editor, so I'm allowed to be really picky about that. But that is, <laughs> especially like I've recently read a romance novel and it took about three pages. And I was like, no, that's just wrong. Yeah. 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 If it brings you out of the story. Yeah. It really annoyed me. I mean, the, the story was cute. It was like a Christmas romance, queer novel. So I'm like, that's fine. Right. It, it was cute. But that for me, I, I often when I when I when I read these things, that's how I know it's self-published. Yeah, yeah, because they've not used an editor. Or they have used an editor, but not one who's who's uh, who invites them to rigorously cut. Yeah. Uh, at the from the at the beginning, yeah, because it's not relevant to think because you read it for the romance for the cuteness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to topic. We are on topic. It's, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I was just thinking: is that <laughs> does that make me fall out of love? Maybe when I read these things. No, actually, well, you're right because that makes me more passionate about doing it better myself. And it, it, there are different elements to being in love with writing. One of them is problem solving. Just you know, I, I yeah, I hate it. You hate it. You know when you read through or you're editing and you go oh no that doesn't work for whatever reason or there's a plot hole or whatever and then you find the solution to it I mean there's there's it's so satisfying finding a solution yeah I had that yesterday during my walk on the beach that one of the novels that I'm working on, so the one I was trying to work on uh, and worked on for a bit at the coffee place. And it's just, as soon as a second character is introduced, I've rewritten their meet cute. They're not, it's not a meet cute as in it's a romance, right? But they become friends, really good friends. And that's the, I think that's probably their meet cute is what I've rewritten the most of the entire novel, right? And I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Like, and I could not understand. I, I understood why I hated it, but I didn't know the solution, yeah. right? So that started sort of coming up to for, as I was doing the, this, the, the, the editing, like with my pencil, not a red pen, a pencil uh, on, on the paper in the coffee place. I realized this needs, I need to rigorously rethink how these two characters interact Um to build a good foundation for their friendship. And as I was walking yesterday, I was, I don't know, I was thinking about something com 
completely different and then it hit me. And that is just, it's, it's, it's elating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you have the kind of depression when you find you, you, you're not happy with it. You can't figure out why the scene doesn't work or, and then something comes to you. And that, yes, it's that low and then the high and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what drives it forward because there's so many elements to why I love writing, so many elements to it. And the problem solving is just one of them. So so what are some of the others? Um, well, the char- having characters that you fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a big one. Or even, I, I mean, even... they kind of live inside you don't they so you've got to you've got to do something with them and for me you have to do right by them even if you you know part of the writing process is making their lives really really hard yeah but for me it's like I do that so that the for them as well like they 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 have the same highs and lows that we have during the writing process so you bring them as low as you can so that the high is such a reward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I have that. Like for me, and this is, people always differentiate between character-driven and plot-driven novels, right? Mm. But I've, I've, I've read plot-driven novels, and if the author takes just just the right amount of time, to flesh out the characters enough, you sometimes forget that it's a plot-driven novel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, kind of, I can't think along when I'm writing or even planning, the bit of planning that I do, I can't think along the lines of plot-driven and character-driven. The characters are the most important yeah. to me. But then the plot has to, I, I don't, I don't like following. I like things to be surprising in a novel. I'm kind of like, I get so bored, particularly of TV programmes that just, you know what's going to happen next, so what's the point of watching it? Oh, I'm not, I'm, it depends on how good, what, good it, whatever I'm watching is. But sometimes I really enjoy that, because I'm so in, intimately familiar with plot mm. that I often know long before other people do who's the bad guy, um, what's going to happen next. I hate it. Yeah. So, but I get a thrill out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 on, yeah, you're right. I get more of a thrill out of that if I was wrong. And it comes with a really good twist, yeah. And it's surprising. And you can see what's been set up. And I'm just, I can't, I do get to a point where I can't watch things because I'm like, yeah, seen this before in a different Mm -hmm. form, done it, bored of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, But I do absolutely love it 
when it's surprising or it appears to be taking you in a certain direction and then it takes you in another direction. Yeah, yeah no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And and for me, like it I can read some, like it was I mean it, it was just Christmas, right? So I don't know why, because I mean Christmas doesn't mean a lot to me personally. But I do get in the mood for particular kinds of novels and films. So yeah, I, I did watch a lot of really terrible Christmas <laughs> films, and I read quite not 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 a lot, but I read some holiday romances that I'm like I would not like next month. <laughs> I'll be like, why did I read that? But it's just because you know, on the dreary days, you get yourself a cup of hot cocoa. And so I, I have it when the mood strikes me, yeah. But I do, as I'm reading it, I will get annoyed easily with books like that. And sometimes there's a gem in between them and I'm like, that makes a difference for me. Yeah. But you're right, absolutely, that when I, when I do come across something that sort of blows my mind or just surprises me, it makes me more in love with the writing as a craft. Yeah. Like seeing other people pull it off as well. Yeah, yeah. that's very inspiring to me. Well, it's it's a real talent to have characters that act in the way that you would expect them to act, whilst also doing something surprising. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a there's a lot of foreshadowing that can help there, right? Yeah, that that's that's the stuff I love. Mm-hmm, same reading and writing. Yeah, yeah. When you go back, you're like, oh, I knew it. I should have known this. I should have seen this comment, but I didn't because you know at this point I wasn't paying attention. But it's right there on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try to write like that. I think this is one of the reasons why I'm very comfortable taking my time writing and also really wanting to have at least the last book in a series drafted so that I can go back uh, and sort of, you know, put those things in there, Uh, including also red herrings. Like, (laughs) um, But yeah, I'd love to put those hints in there. uh, And then like in the third novel, it's going to be like, oh, damn it, it was already always there. You see, Marcus has, has that because he's a musician. He can't listen to music that's very formulaic in the same way, in that, you know, it's very standard. He likes much more complex music. Mm-hmm. And that's because he obviously, the other stuff he could write in his sleep, but the more layered music requires a bit of work and thinking about and skill. So would you say that one way to keep falling in love with your craft is also is by engaging with products from the craft by other people that make you think and that keep you on your toes Um that really challenge you, inspire you. There's that element of it, so yes. But also it's about recognising that when you get to the sticky bits in your own writing, 
that there's can be if you persevere that there's that joy of yeah finding the solutions so it's not necessarily a bad thing to come across a plot hole or come upon a a little I don't know find some difficulties that's not a bad thing it can be a great thing because when you find the solution which might take a bit of work and might you might have to sit on a little while but it it's wonderful when you do find those solutions and it's part of the process it has a lot to do with trust doesn't it yes yes trusting that your brain like the story came to you right yeah so it's the trusting that the solution is also somewhere in your brain and sometimes it just takes tweaks but other times it's kind of like the character so the maybe the character's wrong in some element or not complex enough or yeah i i had it once where at one point i was like i don't i don't know how i ended up here and i traced it back and chapters before one character said something that was slightly out of character and that forced me into that direction that i never wanted to go in <laughs> so i had to change what they said and then as easy as if i never had the struggle the story sort of course corrected and went the way i initially thought it would be going it is like a live thing a story yeah. it's, it's it's weird it's weird which some people find utterly frustrating and other people like you and i find utterly fascinating um <laughs> So I think it's safe to say that we are still very much in love with our craft. <laughs> I'm thinking about my current my current story and there is something not right about it um and I haven't figured it out yet. Uh Yeah. But so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So what I wanted to do for the rest is is um because we are speaking to people who are struggling with this. Yeah. Today it's not us. Um we're doing quite well in 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 this department, which is good for a change. No psychoanalyzing each other. Um sure. depends what you're doing in the next bit. <laughs> good point. No, I th- I think you'll be fine, Lou. Now, I was just um this is one of the topics I uh, I can't remember when I did it but one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this as I said this is something that I come across a lot with clients they've lost the spark they've lost that love and feeling um and they don't know if it's the the thing they're working on or maybe they just need to quit altogether and that is I mean that is a horrible position I haven't had it with writing but I've had it with other things in my life that you're just like do I just completely throw this out of the window and just stop or am i have i just hit like you know a little obstacle that needs to i don't know what it is right um so first of all like like i said i've had clients so this is one of the reasons why in in 50 weeks of writing my author journal planner like some of the first questions in the journal are when you first started writing how did it make you feel and 
how do you feel now in your writing, right? And contrast and compare what changed, right? Uh, because I think we start writing, whether, whether you started writing in your 30s or when you were first able to hold a pen, right? There's a reason you're drawn to the particular, to, the, to this craft. So that's almost my first question. So, okay, so why did, why did you start writing? But what is it that made you feel that urge? Like, what was the urge about? What is it that you needed to do? And then I, so this is not in, uh, this is this is not um, part of the journal. But last year I did an Akashic Records reading with somebody who was struggling with that question. Like, is it just this novel that I'm working on that's not working for me, or am I just done? Right? Is it just time for me to sort of you know, throw in the towel and just you know find another way to to live my life? Um, and this person has had been writing. Uh, there's plenty of novels out. Has been writing for a long time, right? So while I wasn't there, Akashic Records, and this is what often happens, and you know that because we've done uh, a recording, us uh, we, we've done a reading ourselves, and we recorded and we we published it on the podcast. Is that I always ask for practical advice, like are there any journaling questions, any practical things this person can do to figure this stuff out. So some of the questions I got like from their Akashic Records was, well, what made you fall in love in the first place, right? With it. Like so that was I felt very validated in, in that moment that I asked similar questions in the in 50 weeks of writing. It's like, see, I was not wrong putting that in there because it was one of the first questions that their Akashic Records readers were like, have you thought recently about why you started writing in the first place and what you loved about it? And then they also suggested asking about what part are you proud of? Like, if you look back at what you've done thus far, like, what are you particularly proud of um, about your writing, but also what you did with the writing? And then, and this I found really interesting and important question to ask is, so when did you lose that feeling? Like, can you pinpoint when you first fell out of love, whether that's a little bit out of love or entirely out of love? Like, what happened? When did that happen? Um, can you pinpoint what was happening around that time? Like in another reading that I did with a person who had not entirely similar, similar, uh, not the question wasn't, the struggle wasn't entirely similar, but they had also at this point in life where they're like, at that point, it became really hard for me to write. And then it turned out that the person who'd always given them, like throughout their lives, the person who'd always supported their creative expression and had always um, sort of encouraged them to write had passed away. And from that moment onwards, like it just became really hard to write for them, right? So digging into these questions can really help you sort of unearth what you're struggling with right now. Yeah. And I would have loved 
to ask you these questions. Um, ah, but I'm not in this place. No, which is great. Yeah, I do see though. I do see um, what you said about like there are moments when things happen in life, and it just becomes that much harder to set a time apart. Um, and I think it can be really easy to sort of let that slide until you just, you know, don't really write anymore. But again, it's the awareness of like, when did things like what happened around that time? Like, can I, do I even understand when that happened? Um, when I first started feeling meh about the whole thing. And it's just part of that awareness, don't we? Yeah, but the, the awareness is is is, is self like we're the self aware podcast. That's just what we're preaching. Be aware of the things that happen and 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 how it's affecting you. Um, but yeah, I think that because the interesting thing, of course, is that for both the people that I was reading for, the problem kind of ceased to exist after we've worked through this. So after acknowledging, because sometimes, you know, this is the thing. Sometimes when you think you're done with the craft, it is about the novel that you're writing. Because mm -hmm. maybe it's just not the right the thing that you need to be writing. Certainly in the beginning as well. Would you? Think, yeah. But I think the other thing is having the skills to tackle the project that you've taken on. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but also sometimes I feel we might be writing for the wrong reasons. So we pick the wrong project for us. Yeah. Or, and this of course happens when you spend quite a bit of time on a series, maybe you've just changed or the path you're taking has changed. So either what you're writing on needs to be let go or it needs to be tweaked in such a way that it aligns with where you are again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but so if someone is struggling with this, those would be, for me, the first questions to, to get into. Like when you first started writing, how did it make you feel? What is it or what was it that you used to love about writing? Um, how does writing make you feel now? When did you stop loving it as much as you did when you started? Um, and can you figure out when that happened? Like what was the – and the thing is it can be like a big moment, like losing a loved one who was always very supportive of you pursuing the craft, right? I can understand how losing that person feels could feel if that's the only person could feel like you're losing your support system and now you suddenly have to be your own support system and that's really hard to do um, but it can also be tiny things building up over time yeah on, on not feeding yourself enough as in reading enough or yes or just taking enough like like re read read the the good novels, watch the good television series. Wow. Um, which I also find inspiring. 
take enough time to like go out of the house and go for a walk, like create space for it to flow. Um, I think that's another one for me because I, I find like, like, like I had with my walk yesterday on the beach, I wasn't even thinking about the novel and suddenly the solution provided itself. Um, so you have to create these openings. Um, but yeah, of course, it's really hard when, as once you've lost that feeling, it becomes harder to create to to be open for it. And so, I think you have to be intentionally open for the muse or whatever you believe in to start speaking to you again. It's like, where did she go, or where did they go, um, and, and why aren't they feeding you with inspiration the way they used to? Yeah. Don't you think it's interesting that neither of, neither of us have suggested that maybe you should just quit? That's true. Because <laughs> I, I know this is, I've never, I've never had that. I've never worked with someone that the answer in the end was, well, you know what? You're right. You're done with writing. with <laughs> something else. That and never even occurred to me. No, interesting, right? So I, I think that speaks a lot to how much we are in love with the craft. Uh, <laughs> that we're like, no. No, but it, it is true that for all the people I've worked with and coached through this, like there was always a solution. Yeah. And it could be the most, well, in their words, silly thing that just needed a little bit of Sometimes it's just about perceiving things slightly different. Uh, and it can be, it can even be about something that's not even related to your writing life, but still affecting it in a major way that you're not aware of. Um, so, yeah, in some cases, it's not that hard to get the feeling back. But you're not going to get it back if you don't, you know ask yourself why you lost it in the first place yeah as usual I learned something about myself <laughs> what is it that you learned uh, well that I'm unlikely to fall out of love with the writing but if I do I'll be I'll be committed to getting back in there yeah yeah it's it's funny because I didn't think about like if you if you imagine being in love with, with your writing as like a gauge, right? I didn't think on beforehand where I would land. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty. Like now we're talking about it and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm madly in love with writing, yeah. yeah. Which is good. Which is really yeah. good to know about myself, yeah. So let's hope that... Um, and I'll I'll put these questions uh, in a in an orderly fashion in the show notes so that people who are struggling with this and who would love to find their way back to that love that initial love um, can can journal through it and uh, hopefully uh, find some of that spark back. See you next week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or visit our website at divingintowriting.com. We'd love to hear from you 
And if you'd like to leave us a review, we'd be ever so grateful. Bye for now.